BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. If you want to throw a special event in Oakland, you have to go through the Oakland Police Department, which gets to set the price tag for the security they will provide you through an opaque process. And according to new reporting by KQED's Nastia Vonovskaya, the system is dysfunctional and it's hurting cultural event producers in the city. Nastia, an associate editor on the KQED Arts Desk, welcome. Thanks for having me, Alexis. And we also have one of the central sources of her story, Sherry Godinez. She's the executive director of the Koreatown Northgate Community Benefit District, the the neighborhood merchant association that puts on the monthly First Fridays Art Walk and Street Fair in Oakland. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, we do not quite have Sherry on the line. So, Nastia, let's um, start with you. Um, how does the OPD set the terms of its security agreements with special events and, and festival promoters? So as you mentioned, if someone wants to throw a block party or a festival in Oakland, they have to file an application with the Oakland Police Department. And so the police department assesses various factors based on criteria that's not publicly stated, and they get to decide how many police officers they want to send to the event. So it could be five, it could be 45. And those police officers are paid really high overtime rates. And so typically a day or two before the event, they'll let the event producer know how much they owe. And it sometimes could be tens of thousands of dollars. For example, what we saw with First Friday before their July event, they were notified they would owe the police department $24,000. So they had to cancel. So these um, these costs are unpredictable. They're cost prohibitive. Um and they're often really last minute. So that's led to event cancellations and instances of artists not getting paid as well. I mean, is Oakland City Hall aware of this problem? Yeah, they are. So actually, the city council unanimously passed a resolution to change this policy in 2020. And it would basically move control of special events permits from the police department to the city administrator's office. But um, the city administrator's office says it was understaffed and under-resourced during the pandemic. So the policy actually hasn't been implemented. Has this happened to you, anyone out there in our listener land? You can give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. If you're a special events promoter, if you've had this kind of um charge the security charge hit you uh, while you're trying to put something on we're on twitter and facebook at kqed forum or you can email your questions to forum at kqed.org uh, we actually do have sherry godinez now uh, again the executive director of koreatown northgate community benefit district which puts on first fridays welcome 
Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. So um, you run First Fridays. What was your experience with OPD security, both in the past and sort of more recently? Yeah, I mean, we've actually worked very closely with OPD um, for the last seven years producing this event. Um, And the fact that we get to produce it every single month actually has given us a lot of insight into how to keep the event um, safe. Mm -hmm. So we not only have um, private security and OPD, we've even brought on um, like community organizations like BOSS to to help with the event safety. And um, we actually have had no problems during the first Friday event. Some issues that have come up have been after the event closes and we've all gone home. Mm. And there's, you know, lots of thousands of people that aren't ready to go home. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. go into the downtown area. And so that um, sometimes has been problematic. So Nastia mentioned that you had to actually sh- cancel one of the First Friday events because of a security fee. So can you tell us like that, like specifically what changed? You've been working with the OPD for seven years. Then why now did it lead to a cancellation? Um, it comes back to the uh, city's budget and the being impacted by COVID um, because all this time the city... Uh, has underwritten the costs for OPD, fire, and the permit costs for us. So Mm. we really didn't have any idea what those costs were. Um, And we're not the only event they've done that for other nonprofit organization community events. And they said that that um, pot of money comes from the TOT fund, which is the tax on hotels. And so, of course, that was very impacted by COVID. Um, And so that pot of money was depleted. So once we wanted to go, you know, restart the event, they were saying they could no longer cover police fees. And so then I asked OPD what that cost would be. And then we were pretty surprised on the the cost amount. Yeah. Nastia, in your reporting, one of the things that really, really sticks out in this story, which you can read on kqed.org, is you write, in the years prior to the pandemic, Oakland used as much as 84% of its festivals and fairs fund to pay the police department for security instead of directly supporting artists and cultural institutions. And I assume... What, what Sherry was just talking about, I mean, that's where that money went, right? I mean, they were, OPD, uh, Oakland was essentially covering the cost of OPD for a lot of these festivals. And then now it's really been revealed what's been, what's been happening. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in fiscal year 2017, Oakland spent 84% of that festival fund paying police. In, in 2018, that was 76%. 2019, it was 72%. So it's quite a lot. And so I interviewed um, city council member at large, Rebecca Kaplan, and she is the one that proposed that resolution to transfer control of events from OPD to city staff. And she said the purpose of that fund is really to support artists and cultural organizations, not the police. Yeah. Um, Sherry Godinez, how would you want this to work? Like, what would you want the process to look like from your perspective as a special events promoter? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that the city set aside funding for specifically for events for nonprofits, you know, cultural events that doesn't have to come out of funds that should go to artists. Um, But it's kind of unfair to ask OPD to not exceed their overtime budget, but then say, 
you also need to provide officers that are going to come out of your overtime budget for, you know, all these different community festivals. So, yeah, they should take that into consideration. It's been going on for years. I know they've been doing it for First Friday for seven years. So why wouldn't they just somehow put that into the budget? Nastya, what are you hearing from other festival promoters about, you know, how this process should work? I mean, it seems to me, just on the face of it, like that there should be more transparency, at the very least, in how these security fees are levied and how many police officers are required to show up at an event. Yeah, I think definitely transparency is a really big factor. Um, people don't know the reasoning that OPD uses to determine the costs of and also, um, I think they also would like more advanced notice so that they can budget for it effectively. But then there's also people um, in the city council, like Rebecca Kaplan, as I mentioned, who also think the city can bring these costs down by um, hiring, for example, private security um, or Department of Transportation staff to direct traffic so that some of these duties at events that don't require police officers can can be handled by other types of staffers who are paid much less than police working overtime. So that would bring the cost down for the city and the event producers. We're talking about expensive police security fees at cultural events in Oakland with Nastia Vonovskaya, an associate editor with KQED Arts, and Sherry Godinez, the executive director of the Koreatown Northgate Community Benefit District, which is the neighborhood merchants association that puts on First Fridays in Oakland. Are you an event promoter? Have you struggled to pay security fees uh, in order to put on your event or festival? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. And you can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or you can email your questions to forum at kqed.org. Nastya, you know, a few years back, I read a piece in East Bay Express, maybe it was like 2017, that like rappers and hip hop promoters were charging that the OPD was enforcing its rules in ways that were sort of de facto racist and made it hard to put on shows, like charging higher security fees for uh, hip hop shows than, than other types of music. Do the people you're talking to see this as an extension of that same problem? Yeah, I think there are definitely people in Oakland who feel that way. That that piece you mentioned, I, I referenced in my reporting, it was by my colleague, Sam Lefebvre. And so he interviewed a lot of um, club owners, hip hop concert promoters and rappers themselves. And so they mentioned that, um, that the police department would often charge them these last minute security fees because um, it was, they, they basically described it as Um, the police department seeing these concerts as having some sort of criminal element that required more policing. So yeah, there there have been complaints of racism of the police department charging heavier fees to events with Black artists and Black audiences. And when it comes to the special events and festivals, is that something that we're actually able to look into? Like, do they keep data on, you know, on that kind of thing, the race of event promoters or anything like that? Well, you know, I did file a public records request with the police department asking for um, the event permits that they have approved from the past five fiscal years so I could analyze that. But unfortunately, they didn't fulfill the requests um, before my deadline. So I only have the the numbers of of, um, how much the city uses its festival fund to pay police, unfortunately. Um, We've got caller Mike in Oakland. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Uh, so I was just, I was, uh, hi, I was wondering when this was act implemented, and I'm sorry if you already said it, because 
and I missed it. But uh, like, what year they started doing that, uh, and then what did it stem from? Because I know there's been uh, like things that have happened after the events ended, and it seems like they should be already doing crowd control just in general for the city events without charging. You know, I mean, if the, if the event's over, I guess my point is um, that they shouldn't they just already be kind of doing crowd control. Got it. Thank you for that. Job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mike, um, thank you very much. Sherry, Godinez. I mean, I guess the, the question really there is, you know, what security do you want at First Friday, say, where it is, you know, all, all these people are going to come in. You know they may stay after the event officially ends. And, you know, there was a, a tragically shooting after First Friday some years ago. Um, so what kind of security do you want? Do you want OPD there or do you want private security as perhaps is a suggestion from City Hall? No, I mean, we absolutely want OPD there. Um, we work closely with a lot of private security and OPD together because private security doesn't really have the power to enforce something if somebody's not cooperating. Um, so OPD would be like, we wouldn't bring them in on the front. We would have private security deal with any issues or even community people deal with issues. Um, but we definitely need OPD there. Um, I would not feel safe operating without them. Yeah. Nastia, is that what you hear from other uh, event promoters? Yeah, if I, I haven't heard anyone that, uh, that I've interviewed or heard speak out at the Cultural Affairs Commission meetings say that they want no police presence, but they, I think the, the consensus is they don't think event producers who are already working with tight budgets should bear the costs. I see. Um, let's bring in Roy from Oakland. Hi, Roy. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. So my, my thing is, you know, you want to have OPD there. OPD is expensive. Security is expensive. You know, it's probably one of the most expensive things ever known to man. <laughs> okay. We spend how many mil billions in security, right? So if you want to have a show super secure and you want OPD there, then you gotta, you can't go up to the city and ask for, for for uh, uh, discounts, you know, you can't do that. You got to go up and, and, you know, you got to go search for your money to have your, ho your your show, you know, and police is not police is not responsible for crowd control. Police is responsible for crime activities. You're telling me that just because we're having a show or a festival or some kind of activity now everywhere else in Oakland, OPD should not be responding. It should be a they should be crowd controlling after shows. That makes no sense. How about how about take more responsibility in 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 the culture that you're bringing in or you're you're marketing to so that people actually come more peaceful or more ready to party and and and, and invest in that instead of chasing OPD because OPD is not the problem here. The pricing of OPD is not the problem. Right from Oakland. That's Thanks awesome. so so much. Uh Nastia, you know, I think this this actually goes to kind of like the heart of this story really, which is why what is the importance of these cultural events? Like what what do they bring because they got to bring something if the the city itself is going to pay for this kind of security. Right. Um well, they certainly bring economic opportunity. At First Friday, for example, they they have artists, vendors, small businesses. It not only boost the revenues for the, the brick and mortar small businesses in the area, but there are people setting up tables um, at really affordable rates, selling their artwork, selling their clothing, their jewelry. Um, 
And then beyond that, it, it's it's just a way to strengthen the community ties that we have in Oakland, giving people a place to get together in a positive way, express themselves, um, express their culture. Uh, and then also the, there's another factor, which is tourism. Um, this festival fund before was funded by the hotel tax. Well, so people in the tourism industry are also saying Oakland needs to have um, robust and safe events so that people are incentivized to come to the city in the first place. Yeah. A listener writes, it's a shakedown. It's a shakedown. They do it because they can. Same with traffic fines and everything else. Status quo serves them and they have no consequences. Paul uh, writes, I know firsthand what high fees do. It puts artists like me out of work. Art festival booth fees got too expensive. Desk job now for me. Uh, Sherry, I wanted to ask you about Roy's comments about needing or wanting to promote things so that people come in peace. How, How do you feel when people, I know that, you know, First Fridays has been such a popular event Lots of people talking about it. When you hear people say things, like, what, what do you think and feel? Well, I mean, I think we're we're in a really interesting position right now because the staffing level for OPD is so low. <clears throat> so it makes it, like, um, challenging to feel like, okay, let's, let's pull in a bunch of officers for this community festival. And they're already having a hard time responding to 911 calls. Um, so that, that just gets back to the, the political, you know, stuff in the city of Oakland, but I do want to say the return on investment. So when the city invests in police for these community festivals, uh, people come down and they spend money, they boost the economy as Nastia mentioned. And so the return on investment for the city, just from looking at some of the economic impact studies that I've done um, on First Friday is something like 8,000%. So it just feels like it's it's definitely a good investment for the city. You know, um, I'm going to go to caller Alexander uh, in Richmond. We don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to give you a chance to say your piece, Alexander. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to point out... um, that while it is great and I think it is you know necessary for uh, fostering a positive culture to have these public events, um, I don't think it's a very good idea to have the police completely in charge of security. And the reason I say this is uh, about uh, well nine years ago, nine and a half years ago, Uh, There was a protest going on in Berkeley, and uh, I was living with my family in the Berkeley Hills at the time. uh, Alexander, I just want to tell you, we have about 30 seconds left. I'm sorry. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, my father was beaten to death that night. Sorry to drop that bomb. Um, And the reason that the police did not respond to his 911 call was because of the protest on the Berkeley campus. So if the Oakland police are going to be able to fight crime and have the sufficient personnel, they at least need some help. We're going to have to leave it there. We've been talking about the police security fees at cultural events in Oakland with Nastia Ivonovskaya, an associate editor with KQED Arts, and Sherry Godinez. Thank you, Alexander, from Richmond, and to all of our listeners and callers. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another Hour Forum.
Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.